1: Visit impressbeauty.com slash press and use code presson 25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and press on falsies. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals
2: you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open
1: to the perfect role like me.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites.
2: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's
0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty.
2: actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself.
1: I've noticed that and I think our listeners have noticed too because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system... Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers.
2: Plus, my favorite Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there.
1: Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally all five stars this year love your skin again go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount that's dimebeautyco.com chonya Chone from madman Ch- chonya <laughs> Chone from Mad Men. it's one of its nicknames
2: like joan mm-hmm.
1: chon. it started as chorizo then Chori, then chonya then Chone. from madman chonya chornia. is my favorite <laughs> But Chone from Mad Men—it's not just Chone; it's you have to say the whole thing. <laughs> Chone from Mad Men.
2: <laughs> Is that Christina Hendricks' character? Mm-hmm. Love her in that show. Yeah,
1: she's like Hanika.
2: I need to rewatch that.
1: I know I can't believe I watched all of Mad Men in 2019. It feels like a fever dream.
2: I—that was like the first show I like binged on Netflix, mm-hmm. like because I'd never seen it and I went back. When everyone, like two years effort had ended and I watched the whole thing in like two months. So good. And I was in, this was when I was in New York and I would <laughs> When leave, I was a
1: native New York. When I was in,
0: I was listening to that today. <laughs> uh, when are you not listening to that song? I feel like it's a in a constant rotation
1: on your playlist.
2: I should have put that on the New York show playlist. Oh yeah. but
1: We'll be back and be back. we'll do it again.
2: But I used to like leave places to. I gotta go watch Mad Men. Mad Men helped me stay sober for like two months. Really? <laughs> no, it didn't. Oh. But like, it would keep. It would. Cup... I was like,
1: that seems like it actually a very triggering show. No,
2: it would, but it would like cut. I'd be like, if I was out, I'd be like, you know what?
1: Gotta go watch. I gotta
2: go watch M. M-M. Double M. M squared. So it kind of helped me stay out of trouble for two months. I love that. But I have to return to it. He loves <laughs> Chon.
1: Chon from Mad Men. Chon, you yeah. are crazy.
2: How was your weekend?
1: My weekend was good. I did like some holiday parties. Yes, yeah, same. And they were fun.
2: I went to one on Saturday that was so crazy.
1: Yeah, what was that one? It had like porta potties or
2: like yeah. honey wagons.
1: I was like, he's at a legit event.
2: It had like that curtain, mm-hmm. and, like silhouette dancers. My two friends looked sexy. A married couple. They're amazing. And they have this like, awesome house and they had this pretty crazy party that I was not I mean I was I knew it was gonna be over the top because they're like really chic and Mm -hmm. that's them very them but I didn't Mm -hmm. realize just how special it was when I walked in I was like oh shit and everyone and I I kind of missed the memo on the attire
1: but you were wearing like a sick top yeah what was was this like shredded top that you were wearing
2: oh it's Simon's Adidas Adidas she has like a This cool like Jacket That looks like Almost feathery
1: Yeah It looks really cool si- Simon has all You the know what's hard clothes. Is it's so cold outside
2: <laughs> uh, Also we're getting a, There's a like a blizzard Coming to California tomorrow Did you know that?
1: Oh yeah It's rain
2: I know but like up north it's oh, like blizzard I'm sure. conditions. And then we're going to, it's going to be 43 and rainy here tomorrow.
1: It's soup time.
2: It's time for soup.
1: It's, I'm going to go hit Erewhon. You're going to go I'm going to raid the soup wall at Erewhon. It's truly my fa- my safe place. If you need me, you can find me in the soup corner.
2: You need to get an Italian wedding, a quart, a pint of mm-hmm. Italian wedding soup. Mm-hmm. And just take it back.
1: And then just really coze up at mm-hmm. home. I love... It's like the one rainy day we're going to yeah. get for months.
2: Well, but it's been kind of unusually cold.
1: It's cold at night.
2: Like the other night I was freezing and they had heat lamps, but I was very,
1: very cold. No, at both of these holiday parties, it was like frigid.
2: Were you out? Were you like rocking, till the, rocking around the Christmas tree? No,
1: I rocked till a sensible hour of like 1130 or nice. so. And then rocked on home to take the hottest shower of my life. And then... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Someone messaged me the other day, "Snatch for life," <laughs> or no, the Peloton snatch back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Peloton does snatch back. Oh, we should talk about that Peloton commercial.
2: That was hell.
1: I kind of liked it. Do you think that they they like held everyone? on the Sex and the City writer's room and producers and cast at gunpoint and they said, if you don't give us Chris Noss to do this commercial, we will will fucking pull the trigger and (laughs) we will end Sex and the City once and for all. Big won't be the only one dead, they said. (laughs) I feel like that's what happened. They
2: got him like in the last week to shoot this ad that somehow Ryan Reynolds is involved with?
1: Of course he is. Why is he always everywhere? Why do... People love him so much. I mean, much. I think
2: he's fucking hot. He's really hot, but and I'm he just has like... Kind of a gay voice, which I like.
1: Yeah, he is actually hot. But I don't I'm like, just jealous. I'm a jealous I, hater.
2: No, but I can't stand him and Blake. Te- that Couples who like... They're
1: tee-hee them Teasing really, each other. Irks me.
2: Being like my best bud.
1: Ribbing each other.
2: Rib... Yeah. Going like this. But also, this I'm guy. sure they're like very in love. Oh, I think they're completely in love and fuck all the time. Because <sighs> why wouldn't... Because
1: they have a lot of kids too.
2: Yeah, they have like eight girls. <laughs> Like lively only produces ladies, only women. But um. and maybe one gay who will bake. Yeah,
1: a baking gay, a bake gay,
2: <laughs> and we'll draw on her. Remember when she drew on her her strappy shoes and <laughs> her voting comm- her voting <laughs> ad last year? She was like barefoot, and she drew on shoes. Yeah, that was
1: okay. Like love them, but yeah. they do bring out the jealous hater. With yeah, because they're
2: they're seemingly so happy. hot and happy and rich. Yeah, and, like. They just like bake and fuck. Sounds great. And have like little girlies. <laughs> anyway, but this Chris Noth ad has been causing a stir on social on the web. Mm-hmm. On the on the channels. I'm
1: just obsessed with the Sex in the City ripple effect of like and this yeah. is Merely the beginning of like how much runoff content is to come mm-hmm. from the show. Super Bowl ads. Their power, they are yeah. more powerful than Joe Biden.
2: Shay will be in a Super Bowl ad mm-hmm. talking about salsa and talking about cheeseburgers, gender
1: roles and cinnamon rolls. Yeah. All my favorite rolls. Mm-hmm. A literal did... line from their podcast.
2: What was that salsa ad that like Teresa Judich and <laughs> Caroline Manza Oh, did? Isn't
1: it like it's the same salsa?
2: It's like a salsa that all the celebrities are hawking. But
1: it's a bad salsa. Yeah, I know. You know what? I don't like
2: Mm.
1: those kinds of salsas that come in jars that for some inexplicable reason you don't need. It's like not fresh, but can sit on a shelf for years I don't like that kind of salsa. Also I like so- like a pico de gallo or just a fresh salsa that like has an expiration date.
2: The salsa you have to peel that layer off.
1: That's disgusting. <laughs> I do like a cheese sauce.
2: I like cheese and like that old kind I of like chunky sauce.
1: Velveeta and Rotel <laughs> together. Yeah,
2: some salsa is great, but but yeah, the the content that's it's like coming paste out of
1: salsa or something mm-hmm. or whatever. We all know what it is. Yeah, Tostitos salsa. Tostitos oh, salsa. Shit. Just
2: give it to me. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, you're right. Like the spinoff.
1: So there are going to be so many
2: ads. So the ad was like, Bister Big. Bister Big. <laughs> Bister Big. Bister big. Bister Big and the Peloton instructor, like he faked his death to run off with a leg Rob,
1: I like that. That yeah. is smart. Whoever wrote that, props to you. They got a good bonus. They did. But it has like i two... I'm sure he got paid like a mil for that Oh, ad. for
2: sure. And she got, probably got a lot. Yeah. But. And probably got like extra because people are probably sending her death
1: threats. (laughs) Enraged women and gays.
2: You know, there's probably people being like, fuck you, bitch.
1: Yeah, totally. People are
2: crazy.
1: I'll bet there, I need to get into like a subreddit. Twitter thread. That's like where people are really letting their crazy come out these days.
2: Either in our Facebook group, yeah, or the subreddit, our ex Facebook, our Facebook group. group, or the or subreddit. As any
1: sort of subreddit is truly the hub of mental illness. <laughs> of <the internet>. <laughs> <laughs> I was alerted to like an Elaria Baldwin subreddit that's just women that are. Obsessed with taking Ilaria down. It's like really? their number one goal Priority. in life. They're like, the IRS needs to investigate Ilaria Baldwin. And they're like, someone, Why? they're, they, they just are. The
2: IRS?
1: They're anything, they want anything to happen to her. It's their whole life. And you have people in there that are commenting. They're like, everyone in my life is sick of me talking about Ilaria. So I, this is the only place I can do it. And I'm like, listen, honey, you need to listen to your loved <laughs> white ones. White women
2: in a subreddit is. They're starting. It's a a, that's a
1: women log on to face get in their niche Facebook groups and their niche (laughs) subreddits and you hear because they are (laughs) starting. Ilaria. Ilaria. I will take
2: Ilaria down. Um I mean Ilaria doesn't need to be like taken down she's been taken she's just it was just funny to like make fun of her
1: i know but their people are truly activists yeah for taking down elaria uh,
2: the funny thing is elaria exists in the just like that universe i know she does
1: she must
2: i just wanted i still and i've asked this question before but i just want to know like what the other new york celebrities probably had group texts about her accent
1: Everyone, probably. Right?
2: Like, SJP hangs out with them all the time, I think.
1: With Alec and Eladia? I
2: think they're in that, like, world.
1: Hmm. I mean, I guess they're all like Hampton's people. Yeah.
2: Did like Lauren Michaels ever take to the group text and was like, what's up with Lauren? Oh.
1: Yeah. Does he like clock it or does he care?
2: I mean, they probably don't care.
1: I don't know. I feel like no one really cares in that circle. Except, they have like bigger fish to fry. <laughs> except all of us who yeah. don't it's have a plebeian care. health insurance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's for, <laughs> for the poor to care about. Yeah.
2: But I love it. And I like... feel
1: like every rich person has multiple friends that have fake accents and no one F- accents. even blinks. Yeah, folks. And... It's just like a, it's, an, it's a natural progression. Like once you get rich, you either maybe keep your shit together and are still kind of grounded in normal. You become completely untethered from reality mm-hmm. and like no longer like connected to laws or just humanity mm-hmm. or you get a fake accent.
2: I, yeah, I mean, I think I heard, a f- I think I heard an accent this weekend at one of the parties. You Just someone, did. The way that someone enunciated something. I was like, oh.
1: There's always someone, <laughs> always someone starting.
2: I love when people enunciate like kind of vaguely British. Mm-hmm. Did you go there?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a thing it's that very Meghan Mar- a lot. I remember
2: Meghan Markle, one slipped out of her when she was still the Duchess.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like even sh- there was a slip when she did her Oprah thing. Yeah. Quite. Just vague little hints. Mm -hmm.
2: But um, yeah, props to Peloton and Chris Noth.
1: Yeah, you guys are killing it. I literally have never wanted a Peloton more.
2: His Instagram is great.
1: Yeah, I love his life for him.
2: He just has like a cute little son.
1: A very cute son, hot wife, and he seems legitimately happy to be alive and be doing his thing. He seems... And he's hot. He's fucking... He'll always
2: be hot. I was looking at old photos of him with Carrie in the car in like season one. Oh, yeah.
1: (sighs) That photo shoot that they did, I think it was for maybe Rolling Stone or Mm -hmm. Vanity Fair where she's in her like Calvin Klein high-waisted underwears. Underwears. And they're they're just like in the shower and stuff.
2: It's so cute.
1: Do you know I bought those underwear when I was a 20-something? Really? And they never looked that cute. They How looked old were like you when it first came out? extreme diaper energy.
2: <laughs> How old were you when it first came out?
1: came out in 99 or 98. So you were... So I was...
2: Seven? S- no.
1: <laughs> oh, you. Oh, you. You are too fun. You are too fun. Um... Let's you were see. fifteen. Yeah.
2: You're 84, right? 84. Yeah. You and Simon are both 84.
1: Um, yeah. And then, the last season, I was 19. Wow. I know.
2: I just remember like watching it, in my mom's like, she would have it on, watching it in her room, Ugh. and I'd come in, and she would kind of put it on mute or something. Mm-hmm. I would watch it oh, with my my
1: chaotic stepmom,
2: Angie. Mm-hmm. Was she like I'm a Carrie?
1: No, we just like watched it and laughed. I remember we wa- i remember specifically watching the episode where Charlotte is like fantasizing about the gardener, oh yeah, and that scene where he's like in roses and she and I remember just like laying on my dad's bed with her and like watching h b o
2: was she smoking probably Did she smoke inside
1: not in that house, but <laughs> it we she'd smoke outside we'd smoke outside together. <laughs> You love me. I carried on like a literal thirty-five-year-old when I was listen a young. Person. When with Angie, you are smoking.
2: Um, also, I wanted to talk about the Succession finale because it actually very ties in somehow to Salt Lake City in some way.
1: I like where your galaxy brain is going. Mary, continue. Um,
2: no, we, I just was like blown away by that finale. It was it was not what I was expecting, and so much better than what I was expecting.
1: This whole season, I feel like Kendall's not been really low key, but low key genius. Yeah, in a way that
2: other, yeah,
1: I think it was like I was just expecting more action, and so there was really nothing that happened this season. But it's all subtext. It's like Chekhov.
2: It's like yeah, someone, someone did someone on Twitter said cell phone theater. I was reading a recap. Kendall, it's all about like cell phone acting. Just ever, they're always, it's just them on cell phones. Oh
1: yeah, like conversations. Yeah. And it's like Chekhovian and Shakespearean and it like is. the ultimate tragedy and
2: But last night was pretty action packed.
1: Yeah, and it's also like just when you think you're kind of like sometimes I watch it or I get a little bit bored or something yeah. and just when I think that I'm like uninvested they twist the knife yep. in such a way where you're like, "Holy shit!" I've just been gut punched by like this final scene.
2: Yeah, and I think I think they're they probably anticipate that. Like half the stuff they're talking about, I'm like, I don't know what they're the business stuff. Business jargon. I'm just like, and I don't think it even matters. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's not really important exactly like the nitty gritty of the deals. I think it's just like the base reactions to them of like i'm being fucked like backed into a corner kind of shit mm-hmm. that you sh- that you understand because like the merging and stuff i'm like i don't fucking know what they're talking about javigan yeah. gojo
1: gojo alexander skarsgård wearing is so fucking hot
2: he is but like such a psycho a crazy
1: quoting, person quoting mark
2: zuckerberg being like
1: but also like that fucking house i know I was insane. just like I want that house. That's
2: like your Italy dream, sorry.
1: True Italian crumbling gunza. glamour where every all the like wedding stuff was taking place. It's just like such a crumble but also so like yeah. luxury. But then that house specifically, Scarza, I was just like holy fucking shit. And I love that he's like do you like it? I wanted the best of everything. And he's just bored with everything. I love he, when he's like, everything's boring. Yeah. That's like true wealth.
2: And just like also like sociopath kind of.
1: Just, yeah. You're you just might like, as well just be one because you can do you can do anything and go anywhere you want. There's nothing that you cannot have or do.
2: And I think him and Logan. They re- get each other. They get each other. They're, they're speaking both, the same language because they're both like bored, mm-hmm. and and they're
1: think, both like crazy business at all costs,
2: and like just complete megalomaniacs. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I thought it was great. I thought the scene when with the three siblings was beautiful when he was on the ground. I thought the scene with Connor was great. I love when Connor doms Kendall mm-hmm. by putting his forehead to him. Yeah, I was like ooh, he was like ex- I love Connor doing his older brother, the big brother thing. And that was like, he is the oldest. Yeah. When they were like, you know what we mean. He's like, no, I don't know what you mean. Mm -hmm. And Willa, my queen. (laughs) MVP of my life in in terms of watching Succession.
1: She's everything to me.
2: Just her being like, you're a nice man. Bucket. Bucket. Let's do it. We'll have fun.
1: We'll have fun. (laughs) I was like, you will have fun. You will. For a while.
2: And she does love him, I think. No.
1: I don't think so. I think she loves the lifestyle and the perks, but I, I think she probably finds him like deeply annoying.
2: I do love that. She's been more and more like not taking shit from the siblings.
1: Mm-hmm. I think she's like in it now. She's in it
2: now. And like, you have to like, but I love her. Like,
1: and like, I love the way that they all just like barb each other just endlessly. And endlessly. like when everyone gets into it, I like when Tom participates Connor, Connor, uh, they're all just like barman. so cunty to each other the whole time. But that was
2: a sweet. The way they opened it was kind of sweet with them playing board games. Yeah, and like Logan reading. <laughs> and to the when Kendall
1: comes in, and you're just like, I feel like, like we've all been there where there's just one like TBD in the mix.
2: Yeah, and also just like that feeling of like either having had or almost needing your stomach pumped, <laughs> and then just being like coming back from the dead.
1: And everyone's like,
2: but, um, that was crazy. But that was, that final scene was, I mean, if you think about it, Tom, by the way, spoilers, whatever. I don't care. Spoilers.
1: and And Tom, like there's,
2: I was, there's all these tweets of like photos from the season, like screenshots. And, he's always like, you see it in his face that he's planning this. He's been planning this like the whole time, I think since,
1: well, he's wanted to get close to Logan from literally episode one, like trying so hard to win his favor.
2: And he ends up being the favorite son. Mm -hmm. And honestly, and I don't blame him. Like he, he tried to get Shiv to like love him and be open to love. And like he sought her out for comfort when he thought he was going to jail she did not give him an inch. No. And when he wanted to make a baby, like it was like half, I think half calculated, but also genuine because I think he does love her in some yeah. way.
1: I think he loves her and she loves him in a way, but not on the same level.
2: Well, but I also think that that last shot of her, like staring that face, by mm-hmm. the way, she should win an Emmy for that. But Love her. I almost felt like it was Uh, it was her being crushed because she realized she does love Tom. And I think him hurting her made her realize that.
1: I think it probably also kind of turns her on a little bit because he's so... Like, she's always the top in that relationship. And, like, sometimes when it switches up in that way... I'm not saying, like, when your lover betrays you, it's great. But I think that that will make her either divorce him or respect (coughs) him. No,
2: she can't divorce him, now. Oh, yeah. Because he's...
1: Maybe she'll respect him more and they'll have really hot sex. And now they don't have to have a baby because he's number one.
2: No, she has. that's the whole thing, I think, is she has to stay with him now. And I think that's why she didn't immediately say, like, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Because she was like, I'm good. I think she's going to have to play along like she doesn't know it's him. She knew, though.
1: I mean, yeah, everyone's just so calculated and having to, like, hold their shit together. And it makes sense that Kendall, like, can't. He's, like, the most human one of all because it just, like, breaks him as a person.
2: And he said, and, and I think he was being honest when he was, like, I was trying to get you guys out. Because mm-hmm. he, like, wa- didn't want them to be, like, their dad.
1: Yeah. And they he didn't want them to experience what he experienced at the hands of his father.
2: So I think, the, if anything, the only people in that moment that aren't calculating are... The siblings at the end because it's like they're so broken and vulnerable and they literally only have each other now yeah which is great but also tbd tbd because they're all kind of flops mm-hmm. i mean that that when they're driving over like it, now thinking about it like that's so tragic when they were all like we're they gonna do this they could
1: like they thought they could get it they and... thought they could take him the fuck down no
2: and he always will win he truly always will win yeah. and he Never fails to just fucking infantilize them, like they are always going to be flop children. Mm-hmm. And now he's like trying to shoot his load into
1: <laughs> old bangs. Who
2: <laughs> looks like Cindy Barshop?
1: She does from
2: the Real Housewives of New York. Oh my
1: god, throwback! So now he's. Trying I to... love her. Me the... too. Carrie. I love Carrie. Yeah.
2: I love when Roman went up to her. What did you just say to Jerry? And she goes, "I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah. And then Jerry, my queen. When Roman was like at his knees being like,
1: Mommy, please. And she goes, how is that in my interest? Yikes.
2: And their mom sold them down the river.
1: Oh, that British bitch. And
2: I love when she goes, Peter, Peter's really excited. And then she goes, oh, I'm glad Peter's excited.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just so good. It's so good.
2: It is. It could honestly, if this show ended like that.
1: That would be a proper ending. A proper, a proper series ending. three, yeah. But I think they're doing one. Only no, they're one doing more one more season. season.
2: But if it if if it had ended just with that series finale, series finale,
1: series finale,
2: I would be like, that's a perfect show
1: because
2: mm-hmm. it is like it's
1: it's a full circle. It tragedy. Did everything, yeah, and
2: it, it managed to bring the kids together and remind them that they truly love each other.
1: Well, let's hope that sticks because nothing it, it brings you together but then can also subsequently just rip you the fuck apart again.
2: Also, I love them joking with Kendall about killing someone.
1: <laughs> I love Roman turning everything into a joke.
2: But also him being like, "Well, you didn't kill him. The it's the road the
1: like the the road and the water." He goes, "I mean, you're better than me. I would have been right out of there, like just gone away."
2: He did try to save him, right?
1: I can't remember. He did definitely kill him, though. Mm-hmm. And, and then Shiv's goes, on
2: the phone being like, oh, yeah, it's, it's all good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he goes, Shiv, we've all kind of killed people, right? And she goes, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, if you think about it, the real victim, I had to wait 45 minutes for a gin and <laughs> That's me in like a tough sitch. Yeah. Live to make an inappropriate joke.
2: And then Logan literally just... Constantly going. Are you okay?
1: That's my favorite trope throughout this whole season. Is when he looks at someone and he goes, "Are you okay?"
2: He goes, "Hey, are you queer?
1: Are you queer?" And then, and then when, you on the boat, when he messed up, "Get your get your stuff together. Don't talk to me about it."
2: He's like, "I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it." He's like, "Look, cat. he's like, look, Romulus. If you if you have to get your st- straightened out, <laughs> do it. But I don't want to know about it." <laughs> i just am
1: obsessed with that and he goes what are you, that. he
2: goes you afraid of pussy <laughs> did you hear that part? yeah oh yeah and rome's like no nah, he's like what did he say what else did he say he's like "Can't." he says something it's like a monologue
1: yeah i can't remember <laughs> oh, that was... but mood is logan roy just turning to you and going are you okay he goes are you a freak also a i'm a like, freak I'm he's kind of in
2: the, I'm kind of attracted to
1: Logan. Yeah, he's hot. I was thinking about riding that old dick. <laughs> oh my I, God. I did. <laughs> fill me up with that gum jar. <laughs> I literally was thinking like I was like, damn, like I would fuck Logan Roy, I guess.
2: Well Brian Cox is sexy Brian Cox
1: is sexy but also there's just something About like powerful daddy Energy and he's like so rich
2: Everyone needs to watch Manhunter From the 80s it's the first Iteration of the Silence of the Lambs He plays Hannibal Lecter It was directed by Michael Mann Who did like Heat What? And yeah it's so good And the guy who plays the dad in Fear Do you remember that guy? The Nick Nulty? No 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 oh
1: i was thinking cape fear no no
2: no 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 but he it's like hannibal lecter it's basically red dragon okay but brian cox plays hannibal lecter he's not in it that much but he's so he's like really good
1: okay cool and
2: he's like younger in it and sexy i'm
1: checking this out
2: yeah it's it's very scary though
1: a new quarter brings new goals but what about your skincare goals Are you ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? Give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos and you will rise to the top of the heap and you will be deified and worshipped for the rest of your days walking this planet
2: because as anyone who has siblings know that's the only goal on mother's day is to be the favorite
1: and if you're an only child you're still competing with all your other extended family members and it's important to wage a war and come out on top if you're an only child you're also at war with yourself so what you can do is is get your mother or the preeminent mother figure in your life an Aura frame. You load it up with photos. It's literally the easiest thing to do. And I know that you might be thinking, ew, digital frames are bleak. But I'm telling you, this Aura frame is chic. And the best part is it has unlimited storage and an easy-to-use
2: app, so you can keep updating your mother or mother figure's frame with new photos. So it's the gift that keeps on giving and uploading.
1: I gave my mom an Aura frame, And she had resisted for so long because she's truly anti-technology, like barely even understands how to FaceTime. And I said, just let me, just let me. And I set it all up for her. I plugged it in. I fired up the app. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame.
2: That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code SUP at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Carrie. I'm Laura. And you're listening to... Sexy, unique, podcast. Podcast. Salty Salty Utah Utah Queens. Queens
1: okay wait how is this how is succession similar to um, roll sick go
2: well mary's succession
1: she is mary was born into this life
2: she was born into money she doesn't speak to her family anymore She's estranged, but still really powerful. She's Logan. She's... And
1: her son is all the Roy children.
2: All the Roy children. Um, Who will... Uh, Whitney with Wild Rose. That's Succession. Her billion
1: dollar business.
2: <laughs> and Jen is Succession.
1: Yeah. Jen, is Jen like and Stu.
2: Tom and Greg.
1: Mm-hmm um okay so great yeah like totally yeah i love it i, see it, was I love it a
0: little boring it was a little
1: boring but that's
2: okay because we've been getting some bangers so i will forgive those
1: Would they always have to like kind of have a valley after a peak yeah. um, I, I just need to
2: say right off the bat that i'm truly confused when bravo switches up Seasons in one episode.
1: I know. I'm not. I've not known what season it is in Salt Lake City for weeks now. There's just a when of, you think it's winter, it's spring.
2: There's a shot of Jenny flying down the highway, and it's summertime. There's summer grass. There's like crickets. Yeah, wild cicadas. And I'm just.
1: I'll never know. I'll then, never be able to get a handle on the weather.
2: Yeah. Then the next scene, it's snow, and they're wearing fur, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Did you? Okay. Yeah, I understand. Guys. You gotta. Clump some stuff together,
1: but like a little more weather little more narrative. Yeah, please, please, please.
2: Also, when Logan <laughs> just to say when he's like when kennel's like, "What do you want five billion for?" To put just a, a small pile on a stack of other piles, and he goes, "Yes." Is that I how want... much he's gonna get?
1: I guess. I don't know. Many questions. There's so many questions.
2: Um, we start off with Lisa. Oh my god, that dog!
1: (laughs) My neighbor's dog is having a howl journey, and I love it. Like, there's something about it that makes me really happy. But I don't like thinking of him howling in distress. I think he's just a little lonely.
2: It's sad. I know. The when we had to, my family had to evacuate to Atlanta during a hurricane once in Miami, and. We went out to dinner one night. We left Logan. God bless him. It was his last. Forgot that
1: Logan.
2: Logan evacuated on on a plane. (sighs) But him and Ranger Terran's dog, who was like a puppy, we left them in the hotel room. And Logan (laughs) was starting to like still Alice a little. He was sundowning. And we got a call from the hotel like 45 (laughs) minutes later that said the whole hotel could hear. And it was like, it's like the giant Peachtree Plaza. That's like, it's like a famous, it's huge. It's Mm -hmm. like a Marriott. And Class. Classic. Classic <laughs> anything less. But that the whole hotel was just racked with Logan's wails. Logan was just,
1: ooh.
2: And he, then he got Ranger worked up. And the two of them were just freaking howling. out. hotel. So Ranger or
1: Logan kind of like picked them <laughs> in his old
2: age. And mm-hmm. they both started howling in the Atlanta night.
1: I love that they terrorized every single person. Everyone.
2: So we had to go back. Anyway. Logan, um, is,
1: Logan gets what Logan wants.
2: He hit, He does. I miss
1: him. I loved him. I never got to meet him, but I really loved every up- Logan update.
2: He was in succession.
1: He was Logan Roy. He was. He, they had a, the same vibe. They had Now the that same I think about it. Kind of body. They, the same face and body. Yeah.
2: And attitude. Totally. Logan was a little bitch. hmm I loved him. Um, Lisa is doing an impression of Whitney to John, <laughs> which truly killed me.
1: Lisa, like downloading John on all of what happened in Vail, she goes, and Whitney, I mean, she is just a pot stir, but not even a stir, a whisker. I call her wit- Whiskney. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> I was one. like, Good one. You're improving on the spot. She goes, She doesn't stir, she whisks.
2: John is bent down and squatting, listening to her, like almost like a dad or like a, ba- a town basketball coach squatting down to like talk to the players. And then he keeps trying to stand up and Lisa goes, no, wait, John, come back. And he's like, okay.
1: I think he thought like she roped him in by being like, hey, I have to tell you something real quick. And then he squatted down, but then she launched into a 30 minute long monologue and Mm -hmm. then also keeps him him squatting while she takes a phone call. Yeah. She goes, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Jen's calling me. No, you're not going anywhere.
2: Yeah. He goes, oh, Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jen calls Lisa and asks her to get coffee, but she's calling from an unknown number.
1: And Lisa is sending that straight to voicemail. One of
2: her many burner phones, I swear to God.
1: Yeah, and also like Lisa needs to consult with her six attorneys before taking mm-hmm. a call from arraigned criminal Jennifer Shaw.
2: Mary and Robert Sr. are in the kitchen and she's telling them about telling him about how Whitney was accusing her of being like a cult leader. And she goes, I don't know. They're putting me, comparing me on the same page as Jen Shaw. I don't know if it's like a brown girl thing. And he goes, it's a Utah thing.
1: Ooh. And I was like. <laughs> Side note. Did you see Mary's like apology uh, Instagram? What was that for? It was for the comment she made last episode where she was like, I think of Jen Shaw as like Mexicans in the cartel. Like she reminds oh. me. And it was like an inappropriate and racist thing to say and you saw lisa it was she said it to lisa and lisa barlow's face like her uh, she was like hmm? what
2: about when she called whitney or heather chubby
1: i mean she's always sent she's always starting but like takes it to a new level yeah. of like a home good sign apology yeah
2: that was really hard to read and like different font
1: it was like art it was that that that's became, how you do an apology.
2: Fuck the notes app. Put that
1: in the Guggenheim because truly that was
2: genius. Epic. Yeah. Y- screw notes app apologies. Do like a Home Goods sign style apology. Yeah.
1: You're going to need to do like a wine mom mm-hmm. aesthetic sign apology in like curls font. I mean, they all basically have the same impact, which is no impact. So yeah. you might as well just make it curls font.
2: Yeah. That's true. Everyone should do. When they, every canceled person should do a Notes app in Curls font.
1: They well, you should just put your own spin on it. Like mm-hmm. we're no more Notes app, but if you do like a designy thing in Notes app, like you're gonna have to make the apologies artistic.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna outsource whenever. I, when, if it happens to me, I'm gonna get outsource. I'm gonna outsource like a graphic designer.
1: Go on Fiverr and yeah. say I'll pay you five dollars to make me like a very de- like chaotically designed apology. No,
2: I'm gonna go on Deviant Art and find one of those like goth like 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 angel <laughs> like, angels like slutty angels mm-hmm. and just write like so sorry
1: i would do one that's like finding like an anime kind of like porn anime hentai, hentai of like Tentacle a girl porn. bending over and spreading her cheeks but then out of her asshole is like a bright shining light and that's like really difficult to read like text uh-huh. that's my apology i love that it would be cool spreading her her cheeks her puss and booty <laughs> lips.
2: <laughs> her flaps. Um, <laughs> Hentai.
1: Jen calls Lisa, or she calls Heather. and Well, Heather's,
2: asks... Heather's talking to her daughter. Her daughter's so pretty. I love her daughter, And she's like really, I think, really mature. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> Heather's... Or she's just
1: the only person that Heather can talk to. Yeah, Everyone else is like telling the adults in their life, and then you have Heather telling her child.
2: Heather's telling her, probably like giving her too much information, but oh well, about, and then all of a sudden Jen calls her. <sighs> mm-hmm. The phone call sounds weird and like it was re- recorded elsewhere, like not on the phone.
1: Yeah. Probably wasn't.
2: And, and Heather immediately goes, yes, of course I'll get lunch with you. It's like, oh, back to her old.
1: <laughs> she was absolutely, 100%. Mm-hmm. And Jen wants to go to a steakhouse. I was like, you had, I'll go to a steakhouse with anyone. Yeah.
2: I also loved seeing Meredith petting her dog earlier, her demonic dog.
1: To Teddy, she's unbothered by everything that happened in Bale. And she's just leashed Teddy up and is going to attempt to take him for a walk.
0: Would you like to go for a walk?
1: oh teddy
0: and
2: then lisa refers to everyone as weak little sheep i was like all right someone's been listening to joe Rogan."
1: my queen (laughs)
2: jen and heather meet and they're both wearing different color fur coats
1: yeah they slap on their furs and meet at the steakhouse and jen goes in her one-on-one she's like heather was the only one who picked up the phone no questions asked
2: it's like that's because it was an unknown number
1: also she's codependent so like she'll she'll always pick up the phone
2: she's like she picks up the phone every time she gets this (laughs) i feel like heather every time she gets a spam call no she'll pick it up and go
1: hello who is this it's always the warranty your car's warranty call
2: and like even picking it up and (laughs) Even just saying your hello like will get you scammed somehow. Like Mm -hmm. they'll they'll steal it from your voice. But she always picks up every spam call, (laughs) so of course she's gonna pick up Jen.
1: Yeah, and then when it turns out not to be a car warranty person trying to scam, she's happy to go to lunch with whoever it is. I'm also like, and when it does turn out to be a car warranty spam call, it is still Jen.
2: Oh my God. So Jen, but she starts telling her sob story.
1: Jen's starting. She said she thought she was being kidnapped.
2: She was pulled over in a white van by a white van.
1: I would think that too, probably, if yeah. it were her.
2: And it was NYPD and the feds, and they brought her to like a break room. It's like some office building.
1: Probably like to try and question her or yeah. something. She, they handcuffed her to a chair. Well, Been then there. Heather goes,
2: Oh my God, you're probably thinking I, I need to call an attorney. And then Jen goes, No, because I didn't do anything wrong. So why would I need to call an attorney? And then Heather goes,
1: okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Jen. Jen, (laughs) literally like militia stormed her house and pointed guns. That was fucked up. At her whole family. Including her young son. Yeah. Like they looked down and there was like a laser pointer from an AR-15 like on his chest, which seems egregious.
2: I think that was very, that was like, I believe her that they did that. And that was like. That's clearly like.
1: Well, there's footage of it. I mean, it's weird that they would politely arrest her, but then storm her house.
2: Yeah. And then why would they point a laser at her like. At a son. son. Like he's a little kid. That was really fucked.
1: It's really fucked, but it's also really fucked because I feel like it is like awful that that happened to those kids. And it's sad But also the reason that it's happening is from her own action. No, of course. And then when she uses like race to invoke like sympathy or she like invokes race in order to gain sympathy and like get out of taking any responsibility, which I feel like she does a lot on this show. It just is really uncomfortable.
2: No, I mean, yeah, the act like her, the reason why her family was being, you know, accosted basically and like traumatized by police is because of it's because she was a scammer yeah Yeah. so like she needs she hasn't you can tell just by what she's saying she has zero accountability for what she did
1: well she's claiming full-blown innocence
2: oh yeah so she's basically and then she said she walked in and she saw stewart and she went what happened
1: he goes i'm sorry."
2: So she's, I think they're starting to really spin it like, but now Stuart's singing.
1: So she's trying to say that it's like all stew, and she had no idea of anything. She's a hundred percent innocent, but he's claimed guilt and I'm sure is about to flip on her.
2: Yeah. So she's basically like, I, she's feigning complete ignorance to what was happening, which is just impossible. And like, there's literal voicemails of her leaving voicemails. To scam people, she's I heard. Gonna the, go to I jail. heard her voice. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's very scary. Her lying is very scary, and Heather's like eating it up.
1: Yeah, Jen goes. It's really unfair what the government can do to you, and they have no real proof of anything. I wrote, okay, Jen.
2: Hmm. Lisa Heather also set, mentions to Jen that Lisa kind of sold her out.
1: Yeah, she spills the beans, and so
2: Jen is not not happy
1: jen said she wants a huge apology from everyone when she's been proven innocent i was like well honey that's not gonna happen it'll never happen because you're going to jail probably you're fully gonna go to jail yeah she must i mean i mean maybe she has enough money to like Maybe
2: she'll get like house arrest or something yeah but, like, or like
1: a million hours of community service
2: who knows though but, I mean, they, I mean,
1: if she really has a crazy amount of money and can pay for, and like, I feel like this is the kind of situation where if you can throw an insane amount of money at, at the problem, you can get attorneys that can just plant around. a seed. All they have to do is plant a seed of doubt in a jury. They just have to convince basically one jury member that, like, Jen didn't know that. It's really about just building your defense team and having it like so good and comprehensive that they can just like, because they have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that she like did these things. She did that. Yeah. And so if they can, and when you have shitloads of money, your defense can just like poke holes in every single thing.
2: But does she have a shitload of money?
1: I mean, she said that she, she's paying them like a million dollar retainer. That's not nothing. I mean i don't know yeah
2: it's just i'm very confused on her financial status but i it's her, incredibly it's, confusing it's chilling how little empathy or like any kind of responsibility she has like and i get it's like a it's like a legal tactic but it's also like i think just very her that she would just be like how could they do this to me
1: well it's in, it's now becoming like it's now a trope of these types of women like seeing them get in trouble. These women. These women or being like adjacent to trouble and then feeling victimized or... I'm a little sick of it. I'm... I'm fascinated by it because it doesn't like touch my life in any way. So it's like... Mm -hmm. It's just total... It's a character study kind of.
2: But if they're bringing in like NYP... Would they bring in like armed feds like she's it's like bad yeah like she's probably
1: well she's just committing like massive amounts of wire fraud
2: yeah i mean i feel for her children and her nephew that they had to go through that and her family that came from la like i you know i that's fucked up and like there is there is like
1: it reminds me of very
2: but there there is like very dark implications of like or scary implications maybe take out dark implications Jonathan because that sounds but there are the implications of like the race stuff with the police targeting like black you know and her like there that's there but I think she is forgetting that it's happening because she did it
1: yeah it's very like giving me the same feeling I got when watching like the Rachel Dolezal documentary where it's just like a woman that doesn't understand how her own actions are negatively affecting her children mm-hmm. and like having just no clarity around that narcissism and that's really terrifying she's, and sad for she's, those kids
2: she's very terrifying rachel's <laughs> also yeah meanwhile whitney is eating <laughs> chipotle with justin and her daughter bobby who i'm obsessed with
1: love bobby whitney is t- having a business meeting about the rebrand of iris and bow
2: she's hawking iris and bow though
1: why is she still wearing iris and bow merch when she that's no longer iris and bow i
2: don't think whitney's i think she's confused a little <laughs> what
1: you don't think her billion dollar no. business is gonna I... no
0: she goes what's for dinner daddy and Justin goes, Chipotle. Yum. And I
2: was like, okay, yeah. I haven't had that in so long.
1: I know. It looked good. I am I sense a burrito bowl in my future. <laughs> um,
2: Whitney's rebranding Iris and Bo to Wild Rose.
1: And she goes, I'm risking it all right now.
2: They took all their savings out. All of their savings. To
1: the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars have been put into changing Iris and Bo to Wild Rose. And I'm like... What could cost? I know it costs a lot of money, but like...
0: But Laura, it's a billion-dollar industry.
1: Billion-dollar industry. I'm like, also, it's saturated now. So, like, the break it. I think she could be successful, possibly. And I do think, like, Whitney Rose or Wild Rose is a good name for... A beauty brand yeah but like
2: it's everyone has it's so hard to like you know
1: what's shocking and this is to piggyback off of your thought of everyone has is truly everyone does have a beauty brand now like i go into sephora and literally it's every celebrity's yeah. beauty brand and no just like regular like good like no, it's all, it's, wa- it's all, I don't want it's, any, I don't want any celebrity beauty stuff. I don't trust that really. It's,
2: it's all piggybacking off of Kylie. Yeah. And like, you know, yeah, everyone, like Julianne Huff has a beauty, like, pass. Selena she, Gomez, pass. Yeah, it's crazy. Harry Styles has a beauty, really. He does? Yeah,
1: pass. Oh my god Every single I'm telling you Every single one There are way more And I was just like Where is like Millie Bobby Brown No where's like Bobby Brown And like
2: Yeah Pat McGrath Dior Like yeah,
1: yeah Pat McGrath Great Even like Gucci Beauty I'd take it Tom Ford Yeah it's- But like stop Like I know that Celebrities don't care Enough to like Make Like quality products
2: I'm just like, what is happening? Like, does Whitney really think, like, it's 2021, there's a pandemic, every fucking famous person has their own line of beauty? Like, you gotta have some kind of edge.
1: Yeah, how is she gonna disrupt this industry? Like, what is she bringing to the table that we've never seen before?
2: Her
0: tits. (laughs) I don't know.
1: She should do like tattoo cover up foundation or something.
0: For sleeve tattoos.
1: For to cover up your wild rose.
0: For to cover up your wild rose.
1: Or she should do like she tattoos. Should,
2: she should lean into like the ex-Mormon
1: thing. She should do vajazzles. She should bring back vajazzling. What is that? Oh, where you like... Where you put little like crystals around your vagina. Oh, wow. Like you could get back in the day waxed and then you could get like a little crystal design like on your puss.
2: No, I mean she has like... she's She's definitely like charismatic in some way.
1: But, But, like, I I, don't look at her and think, like, God, I'm dying to buy, like, moisturizer that she makes or, like, toner. Basically, there's a thousand other places I would go before I would get a Wild Rose product.
2: I support her as a business person, but I'm like, I worry for their family.
1: Yeah, even Justin's like. Also, why are they talking about this in front of their kids? Yeah, that was a bad move. I'm reading that book right now, um, Money Mammoth, that. Courtney love recommended it like helped her get her financial shit together. But a lot of it is like you dig, It like tells you to like dig back into your past and what kind of like look back at the relationship that your parents had with money and like remember conversations about Mm -hmm. that. Cause that's where you learn a lot of this like stuff. And so I was extreme triggered by this fucking conversation going down in front of Bobby. At one point they just cut to her and her jaws dropped. (laughs) Yeah, because they're basically like, We're spending your college fund yeah. on rebranding Iris and Bowl. Her daughter is so cool. And
2: at one point the daughter goes, Yeah, I'm gonna go take a shower mm-hmm. and just leaves her little bowl. Leaves
1: her Chipotle. Mm-hmm. It's like take that bowl with you. I know. Whitney goes, ah, I feel like right now, yeah, I'm really bad with money.
0: She goes, I am risking it all.
2: I'm like Justin's like, if I die right now, we're fucked.
1: I hate that for them. I know. That's, like, not a good decision. Also, like...
2: Why to just keep it going with Iris and Bo? That actually, for me, sounds better than Wild Rose.
1: Yeah, I don't get what the thinking... Like... I wonder if she had to pay a lot of money to like buy back like licensing or get out of like a licensing deal.
2: Maybe there's something we don't know. She has some revolutionary like formula or something that's going to like change the way we we conceive and perceive makeup. And like it's makeup that is like so futuristic that we're just not even going to be able to have a conception of what it is.
1: I feel like it's going to be like give them la la level where you just have it produced at the same factory that produces everyone else's and it's just like a, you brand it a little bit differently. It makes no sense. To, it's just a truly like not the industry to try and break into right She now. should
2: do something with like pole, like pole workout or like ribbon, like something that like kind of goes along with like her other interests. Which lingerie. Is like, yeah, that's genuinely cool. Like lingerie that's also like leisure wear mm-hmm. or something. Like, I don't know. There's something... I feel like she has other interests that are like more original than Iris and Bull.
1: Lingerie. Any sort of like vajazzling or fake tattoos. Something with the pole. Yeah. Taking to the pole. Stripper shoes. I mean, we'll see. God bless. Good luck with your (laughs) rebrand.
2: mary needs to get her closet organized
1: (laughs) her house of horrors
2: she has this woman come who i was like best of luck to that girl
1: alexia truly will never be the same after this project
2: it's like a company that comes in and organizes your shit Mm -hmm. alexia is like this 25 year old like
1: hey "Hey, let's see what we can do and already you can tell that mary's energy is freaking her the fuck out
2: Well, Mary looks in the mirror. The doorbell rings and she looks in the mirror and she goes, Ooh, I don't look that great. (laughs) And then she answers it and she goes up and she's like, All right. She goes, it's a lot. And they walk in and it's just mannequins with like, like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. She has so much stuff.
2: (laughs) She goes to Alexia, it's mostly things I've been blessed with. (laughs) And Alexia goes, okay.
1: And Mary explains that she has no family and no like loved ones. So her family is just nice things, and which manic- are, like I get that. And busts. Yeah, and weird little like harlequin figurines.
2: Yeah. She she's like I have no I have no attachments.
1: Just attached to things. But also that feels extremely at odds with like her Christianity. Yeah, well,
0: at one point Whitney goes, "She is a woman of God." <laughs> And she's saying these horrible things.
2: And it's like, it is kind of true. Like, w- didn't Jesus kind of recommend poverty?
1: Well, I mean, you're <laughs> just not supposed to be attached to th- possessions. But that's like, like, worldly possessions are like, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible about that. I think that's across every religion pretty much says that. Yeah, Except but... maybe Mormonism. They're like, the more the better because you deserve yeah. it, girly. But... Which I do. That's one thing I do like. But... They're like, shop till you drop, mama. <laughs> yeah,
2: it is, it is like... <laughs> Max out that card. Spend
1: for your life.
2: Spend for your life. But <laughs> but I think that's every evangelist. Yeah. Like, hypocrite.
1: They're like, you know, spend. Me take. Me take, me spend. Like Gwen Chandler. They're like, you give. You give to me. I spend.
2: Yeah, like, every fucking big Christian famous evangelist has, like, gotten in trouble for.
1: But, like. How are people like not catching on to this in a Laura, wider way right now? It's
2: it's truly cult vibes. Like it's just, I know, but
1: like at this point, it's not like you have internet, you have documentaries, you have Wikipedia. It like,
2: did you watch the Gwen Shanlon doc? I watched some of it. Like people are still in that church. It yeah. does it's like you're in it, and like you get totally like I know what you're saying, but I think it's. When you're in something, sometimes it doesn't matter. Like, you see everything as, like, oh, it's just hearsay on Google.
1: I know, but you kind of have to, like, I'm not victim-blaming. I'm just saying, don't. I'm not.
2: I know you're not. I'm I'm being, like...
1: I'm saying, like... I know what you're saying. There has to be... There is... There has to be some amount of, like, personal responsibility for your own decisions and actions in this, like... Relationship is all I'm saying Whether that is like It's like I just don't think you can 100% Just like blame someone else In this day and age Especially Well I understand how you can Get bamboozled but also There it's not You have to have some sort Of personal responsibility whether That's just like I was so lost and I was Really looking for something like To fill the void or to give my life meaning Which is a lot of the ways that people get into cults You still have to own that to some extent And also be like, yeah, I participated It's a two-way street hmm. It is
2: No, I, I agree I think that, it, yeah, it is
1: Unless it... you are literally kidnapped No, drugged, no, no no, and no, like... no, no, no
2: I think it's like you you, Anyone who joins a cult It's like you're joining on your own volition But it's what happens in the cult And the power of succession And like the power of authority you know in like some kind of organized thing Mm -hmm. i think that's where you run into abuse of power and i think there's
1: yeah and i'm not denying that but i'm also just like in especially like religious and evangelical style churches people want to belong
2: people want to be told what to do
1: i know but you also need to fucking get a grip and google some shit
2: People will be will deny denial is so powerful, yeah, but
1: denial is also a choice, a personal choice. It
2: is, but it also is like it's extremely powerful, and people like to be told what to do. I mean, that's why like Trump was elected because they want like people like strong, strong person, you know, they like authoritarian types and they like people in evangelical evangelical sex like to be told and scared I think or like there's a part of them that wants to fear the God that's in the Bible or like be like you know what I mean it's like it all goes back to like the Bible and stuff
1: I know but it also okay I'm I, just <laughs> saying that and I'm not trying to argue no with no, you. no no I'm, I'm just I think it's bringing talk- up like
2: I know what you're saying I, I I understand what you're saying I disagree that I don't think I just think that, like, when you're in something like this, it doesn't. Sometimes Google doesn't matter.
1: No, I know that, but I don't. I don't accept that as like absolving someone of their own personal responsibility for finding themselves in a situation yeah. like that. Well,
2: you should be a cult deprogrammer.
1: I basically kind of am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Awkward. Awkward
2: um no love and light to them
1: hope they fucking figure it the fuck out Yeah, me
2: too um lisa takes to the equestrian tracks and meredith comes over and lisa's like she goes i've been riding horses since four years old wait are you upset no okay
1: are you no i thought that was a good combo yeah no i'm great
2: great (laughs) i like to talk things out I love it. Lisa gets up on her horse and she goes, let's see if I can still do this.
1: Her horse, Blue, is refusing to fuck with Lisa, though.
2: She had powerful energy getting on that horse.
1: She did. And she has, like, her own horse hair just, like, flowing. And honestly, when I saw these two horses side by side, I thought Meredith's horse, it looked kind of dusty and, like, it had dirt on it. And I thought that that was going to be the one that was, like, a Nunca horse. But then Blue actually...
2: Blue is a diva.
1: Blue is a diva and just wanted to walk along a wall and get Lisa Barlow off of his ass.
2: Meredith looked incredible. She arrives like in equestrian chic. They looked like they were both in a Paul Verhoeven movie.
1: Yeah, they look b- glamorous, beautiful horse girls.
2: There's tension between them.
1: Lisa goes, come on, Blue. Blue will not come on. Come on, Blue. Come Let's on, Blue. Let's do this. Um, they get off the horses to have some
2: tea. Lisa goes, would you like to have some tea? And then Meredith goes, yes, I would.
1: They have tea. And they talk about, and they talk about the Mary of it all. Yeah. They're basically the conversation, like us in the conversation we just had, was a cipher for the conversation yeah. that they had, mm-hmm. which is my favorite trope of podcasting yeah. is when you start to have like arguments that cast members are having.
2: Mhm. <laughs> I mean, people have talked about it before, but like people, I feel like people fight today like they're on a reality show, like friend groups and people.
1: Well, yeah. And also people, it's like.
2: Not that we had a fight.
1: No, but at the end of the day, like I am just watching a TV show and like commenting on it, what I see on a TV show. Like I don't take it to be like, I don't take it as much more seriously than that. Nor I. So like. When people do, it's very shocking to me because I'm like, this is a show form of entertainment. Yeah. Like it is not
2: to be, um, you know. Like
1: you don't need to get that worked up about it. It's literally like you watch it, or and if you're getting that worked up, like then don't watch it. I guess.
2: Yeah. If you're having a really visceral reaction.
1: Yeah. Like if it's causing drama with you and conflict with you and other people, you need to like disengage a little bit.
2: Disengage.
1: Lisa there's a flashback to her when they all had their veil summit on the couch and she goes wait so what's happening right here right now when like she got called out which she fully did play both sides
2: and but she's not used to getting called out
1: no and she like won't accept it and that's partially why I fucking love her so goddamn much
2: she says like she goes during that whole thing I felt like I was sort of on my own I didn't have anyone helping me and then Meredith goes whoa 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 she goes, <laughs> i stood up for you and i have stood up for you don't go there lisa and i was like oh my god it's happening i don't want them to be it's going they're gonna beef
1: they're gonna beef but i hope that it makes their friendship stronger yeah.
2: and then she and then lisa goes lisa barlow everyone's coming after lisa barlow these girls they count lisa barlow's in their sleep instead of sheep they're counseling lisa they're counting lisa barlow i'm like okay
1: Lisa Barlow haters are counting Lisa Barlow's in their their sleep. She gets so under people's skin, and that's also a reason that I love her so much.
2: I love her too, but she, speaking in a third person... Is is a true... mm, but Mm -hmm.
1: The Queen of Sundance... She can. She can, and she will. They're
2: counting Lisa Barlow in their sleep. They go to bed counting to Lisa bed. Barlow's in their sleep. Meredith is just silent when she says that.
1: Lisa also just blames Heather and Whitney for like the toxic group dynamic. Oh
2: yeah, of course.
1: No personal responsibility. It
2: always goes back to Mormonism. Mm-hmm.
1: And oh yeah, I the forget outer, that she the like, outer
2: darkness. The outer realm.
1: I always forget that that's like kind of the secret reason she does not yeah. like them and does not fuck with them. She doesn't
2: fuck with them because they're they're not they're. Oh my god! I literally that
1: just occurred to me just now again. Yeah. Every single recording, I feel like I'm reminded of that.
2: They broke the seal.
1: I'm um, obsessed. She's ride or die for she's Joseph Smith. Or die. Joseph B-O-M. Smith. And I go to bed counting Joseph Smith's in my sleep.
2: And like Isaiah the angel or whatever that came to and the <laughs> to golden tablets
1: he found in the ground in New York and Buffalo.
2: I'm a native New Yorker. <laughs> I love I love the golden tablets. I love Joseph Smith. I love upstate New York. We are here. We are queer. We are Mormon.
1: We ride or die.
2: We ride or die for the seal and the temple and the sky room. The, what is her. it? The heavenly The astral rooms, the astral rooms, or like celestial rooms. The celestial, I ride or die for the celestial kingdom.
1: You can find me, Lisa Barlow, Queen of Sundance, residing in the celestial room. If you need me, that's where I'll be. So find me, or else you can go to sleep counting me in your sleep because I know that's what you want to
0: do. Find me, find the geotag, bitch.
1: (laughs) It's at the tabernacle. I love Meredith goes, don't go there, and Lisa goes, I'm gonna go here. This Is why they can't not be I know. best friends?
2: And then Jenny and Carlin go to a v- Vietnamese restaurant, which looked really good.
1: Ugh. Oklahoma City has a big Vietnamese community. Really? Yeah, and that's like there's so many like pho restaurants like Ugh. that, and it's just
2: to die for. The
1: fucking best.
2: Carlin Jenny like makes fun of Carlin. And is like she's she literally is like a 45 year old woman.
1: Give this nine-year-old her own travel show I, she's anthony bourdain
2: she's so funny and has so much personality and is just like so sweet i love her she tries the pho and the bum ba- bum ba- bummy ba- or the
1: yeah or like a spring roll
2: and she goes needs more sauce the woman the vietnamese restaurant owner is just like oh
1: okay mm-hmm.
2: so jenny wants to have like a Lunch for the women to celebrate her culture and to like bring them into the fold and show them like what kind of food is in her culture and like just teach them more. And she goes because they I th- she's like it's different from Chinese. She says that I think the <laughs> she thinks the women just think I that think she's, she's like, like Chinese, yeah, or something.
1: I love her being like talking about her daughter and saying she has a complex palate. She does. She does. I love that Jenny has her. I know she needed her. Just like she needs sh- to be the last one, too. She's the youngest.
2: She's and what a great last one. You yeah, don't need another child, perfect. Dewey.
1: I know, and all like I like that that's just dropped now. I feel like that must have just been for the show, right?
2: Yeah, maybe they like sell dailies and we're like, mm.
1: um. Jen Shaw has ordered food for her <sighs> and Sharif. I want Woo- it. I want Popeye's. I know, it looked so good. Those fucking biscuits. Oh my God, it looks so, so good. And like just chicken finger. Oh, I want it all. Me too. I'm going like to do my... that this week. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Should we like get it before we pod one day?
1: Yeah, let's have like a Popeye's lunch or... Like on Friday. Mm-hmm. Let's we'll celebrate it. the end of the week. Yeah. I need that chicken. I need a biscuit with butter and honey.
2: I haven't had it in like 20 years.
1: Yeah, it's been... 84 years.
2: There was a Popeyes right by my subway stop in New York, and it just, the smell of it like greeted me. I was
1: just, oh my God. Forget it. You're a native New Yorker. Jen's crying and saying again, she didn't do anything. She's innocent. She goes, where is everyone? I don't have any friends. She's mad because no one has reached out to her. But also Sharif says at one point, he's like, you don't have a phone. I think they took her phone away as like evident to like collect evidence. So he's like, you don't have a phone, babe. And like... He's great. He's great, but I'm also just like, damn, you are in hell. And I guess like you'll just be there because you're for better or worse like married to this hulk of a woman. This ghoul. Also her being like called me and no one's there for me and i'm like maybe they would be if you weren't such a rage
2: if you didn't hit people yeah and, and throw like throw things phones. at them
1: and scream at them maybe people would come around like and also, that's like a good day in the also, life of jen shaw
2: yeah and also the person you literally have struck on camera did go there for you and like showed up for you like heather mm-hmm. you're <laughs> completely discounting heather
1: yeah, but Heather doesn't count. No. She's, she's not like hard enough. She's not a big enough get for Jen.
2: Meredith would be a big get.
1: Meredith would be a huge get. Lisa's a huge Lisa get. Lisa Barlow. Lisa Barlow. Jen's now counting Lisa Barlow's in her sleep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Sharif says like, you remember you don't have a phone, so mm. there's no way to get in touch with you. And then he's like, my whole family loves you so much, which I just don't believe.
2: No, they're probably like, Get away from this woman. Yeah. He's so I mean, who knows? Maybe he knew all about it and was like in on it, but I I, mean, I don't think so.
1: I see the distress in his eyes.
2: He's a sweet man and he's really hot. He's and... a good man.
1: And just like this woman putting your family through fucking hell. He's like, like thank if... you for
2: getting our sons like traumatized by
1: If I was married and had kids and then my Partner did something to cause fucking armed police to come in and point guns at our children. I would divorce them so fucking fast, like yeah. it would be.
2: She's lucky he's staying with her. Over. She's lucky. Oof. But I want that Popeyes.
0: Yeah. Um. Whitney's having a brand ambassadors over for to celebrate the rebrand of iris and Bo to wild rose
1: today i'm having my photo shoot for the rebrand of wild rose beauty
2: and it's just all these like gays and gals and they're dressing up like in wedding attire
1: i didn't understand togas at all it was a photo shoot
2: she spent 20 fucking grand on this photo shoot i'm like "Bitch, bitch this is in your house you could have done this on your iphone
1: i stand with jenny where she was like i'm looking around i see no product anywhere i know i, I love see that. like iris and Bo. i'm like whoever planned this you better fire that bitch she
2: planned it she spent that's like a tu- that's like a year of like tuition on a fucking photo shoot in her house and that like you literally could have done with a like ring light and a and nice an iPhone.
1: iphone yeah also like for what i don't know this is like her billion-dollar business. Heather is Bezos shit that she's doing right here.
2: Heather and Jenny come over, and Heather, she's like, I'm so proud of her, but it's, like, tinged with, like, I'm a little worried about her.
1: Yeah, let's hope that it pays off.
2: She's like, go,
0: cousin.
1: I mean, the thing is that there's such a huge audience base of Housewives people that will just buy, like, yeah, one will. thing. And if she prices it, like, if, like... 10,000 I mean, people buy one $35 product.
2: It's like LuLaRoe.
1: Yeah, it's just... I mean, people Who... love
2: LaDom. What's that? Karen Huger's stuff.
1: Is that a candle?
2: It's like perfume, candle. Yeah, it's it's like... I think she sells it in like Barney's or not Barney's. Some other Like Bloomingdale's? Sacks. Yeah. She sells it in nice stuff. Really? Yeah. Love that. LaDom is her scent that she says, I'd want people to... You don't want to. You don't want people to know what you smell like in the moment, but after you left.
1: Wow, it's a linger. That's my least favorite kind of I scent. Know.
2: <laughs> but Karen's
0: incredible. But Karen,
1: so. lo- like she can have a linger if mm-hmm. she wants a linger. She can have a little lingering scent as a treat. Mm-hmm. She-
0: Wh- Whitney, Jenny, and Heather gather on the porch outside with the brand ambassadors, giggle and drink champagne inside.
1: Whitney goes. Everyone, please give a big woot to my team for these photos, girl. I'll take the photos. You need to take a like hundred dollars learning annex class on just like business.
2: I love that she just talked about dipping into her savings and being so worried, and then just spending twenty fucking thousand dollars on like a toga shoot with flowers.
1: It's really terrible, misguided
2: um so they talk on the porch and they're talking about mary and whitney reveals that she she goes i got cameron's number from angie harrington who i think is that woman that my queen that just left and never came back yeah
1: where's angie bring her back i demand it i miss her she was pure glamour ostrich feathers and drama
0: she goes so i got to cameron's phone and she and they go oh you talked to cameron and she goes for three hours i'm like (laughs) OK,
1: God bless Whitney for like doing the investigative work, but I'm also like now her like getting a bee in her bonnet and being like we must if we're going to take Mary down, we have to all band together. I'm yeah. like, bitch, get a fucking life. Like, focus on Whitney Rose, Wild Rose Beauty. Yeah, focus on your children's future. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> like, replenish the college tuition fund and, like, don't worry about taking Mary down at this I can't juncture. believe she did that. What?
2: Just, like, completely spent all their savings on Wild Rose.
1: <laughs> Wild Rose.
2: I mean, I guess she must have family money.
1: Or they just know that it's going to come back. I mean, she's probably getting like starting next season. She's doing, I mean... I believe that they have to be a little more calculated than just like willy nilly yeah, around because like next season is season three. If she's gets asked back, which at this point she, she will. definitely will. And she's, she's doing the work figures. this season to make sure she gets yeah, back. And also making... Bravo has vested interest in housewives brands. I think like post skinny girl, they make housewives sign a deal that they get a percentage of their brand. If it like sells. <sighs> Bethany. So yeah, she changed everything. So like, Bravo now is going to want Whitney's business to succeed because mm-hmm. then if she sells it to like a huge company like Estee Lauder or something, they'll be, they'll Bravo get a gets a payday. Yeah, so it's true. like it all, I believe that they have put a lot of money on the line, but I yeah. doubt they're going to be like in the poor house. You know,
2: no, I it's, I'm just like believing that everything I see kind of thing. i yeah. like, Oh
1: my God, they're broke. Um, that being said, I welcome, that being said i welcome a broke storyline
2: that being said don't do this photo shoot honey. i welcome a honey
0: a flop a wild rose flop she goes mary is bigger and badder than we ever thought I'm oh like, okay
2: i talked to him for three hours can you imagine being on the phone with whitney for three hours
1: your brain just turns like jelly and floods out of your oh. ear. Oh, and <laughs> is that when you mortgaged your house for three hundred thousand dollars? The
2: new season of cereal is just Whitney.
0: <laughs> I went outside. It was gray sky, and I called Cameron on the phone, and we ended up speaking for three hours. That's a hundred and that's three hundred. How many minutes it's is that? Two hundred and fifty minutes.
1: She goes,
0: and Cameron. And Cameron told me the. Wildest Rose of a story.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she should start a podcast called Wild Rose. Wildest Rose. She should just investigate people. She so could do a serial style podcast investigating Mary. That would actually be a better takedown than like confronting her. She says she's not even going to confront her first. She's going to confront Lisa. She's also, it should just be
2: investigations into like any, like random people. Like mm-hmm. my neighbor, I wanted to know more about, instead of asking. Where like he what, got
1: his Toyota Camry. <laughs>
2: instead of asking like, hey, what do you do for a living? Or getting to know them? She investigates you. Mm-hmm. And then it ends up being I like. I
1: pulled an FBI <laughs> file. I paid.
2: <laughs> it ends up being like benign. And you're just like. The, the twist is at the end is he's a completely normal person and has nothing yeah. nefarious going on.
1: He got a great deal from an honest and reputable <laughs> car salesman.
0: And that was the case
1: of Rusty and his Camry. <laughs> 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 and anyway,
2: all our guys, neighbors are
1: like, why are you talking about us all?
2: But I like I'm addicted to the pod. Mm-hmm. Guys, let us know what you think. Would you buy Wild Rose?
1: Yeah. Are you going to buy Wild Rose Beauty? No shade if you are. No. But like please tell us in the comments And why if <laughs> for... I can explain yourselves
2: <laughs> Tickets for our Pacific Northwest tour Are up
1: You simply must buy them You, you can go must. to LarsMarie.com And there are links to every show Get tickets Get in on They're the party fucking selling.
2: It's gonna be fab 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 It's gonna
1: be fun It's gonna hit at just the right time Where you're You've had just about enough of this winter journey And it's And it's not quite yet spring and you still kind of want to die. But but there's a hint of it in the air. The light in the darkness will be the fact that you have these shows to look forward to.
2: And the light stays out longer.
1: Yeah.
2: Anyway, get with it. We love you.
1: Love and light. Bye. Mm -hmm.